NASA is celebrating after a mission that's simply out of this world. Touchdown. I repeat, FRC has touchdown. NASA has collected an asteroid sample from space. That's right, uh, the capsule that scooped up the rock ended its seven-year journey this morning landing in the Utah desert. Scientists hope the large chunk of space rock will help NASA learn more about the origins of our solar system. No small thing. Let's bring in world-renowned astrophysicist Neil deGrasse Tyson, uh, whose latest book, uh, To Infinity and Beyond, A Journey of Cosmic Discovery, was just released this month. Uh, Neil, it looks like a, a, another great book. Uh, as always, we appreciate you, you coming on. How amazing was this, uh, what NASA pulled off today? Well, I, I like to think of the big picture. First, credit yeah. goes to the engineers. There's scientists all throughout this, but engineers made it work. So mm. and not enough hat tipping goes to the engineers. Uh, we, we, launch a, a, a space, <laughs> we launch a space probe from Earth, itself a moving platform, to intersect an asteroid, itself a moving target. It then touches and go, does a touch and go off of that asteroid surface and grabbing anything it could when it hit. We, we expected maybe a couple of ounces, but it got like eight, half a pound of material got grabbed mm. up into the capsule. Then that continued on to re-intersect Earth, deploy that capsule, and then it kept going and it's on to another asteroid. And so, yes, it is rocket science. And yes, it's a, it's a brilliant feat. And I look forward to more of this in the future. Absolutely. And, and what are we hoping to learn from all this? I mean, it's a long way to go. It's a complicated mission. There's got to be a good reason behind it. All evidence suggests that the asteroids are relics of the formation of the solar system four and a half billion years ago. And think about it. On Earth's surface, there's nothing that old. It's been subducted, coming in and out of volcanoes. Mm. The, just the, everything gets interfered with when you're on a planet. But if you're freely floating in space, you have the pristine ingredients. And what is likely we'll find is organic molecules. You know, we think Earth is some special place to form organic chemistry. No. The mm. carbon, oxygen, nitrogen, these elements, these organic um, basic ingredients in some asteroids we have known have formed amino acids, the building blocks of protein itself, a building block for life. So there's a treasure trove of chemical information available to us, right ready when they open the capsule. And one of the things I think is interesting about us messing with this asteroid is that, and correct me if I'm wrong here, Neil, help me out. Uh, there, apparently this asteroid is a, is a little bit of a tricky uh, thing out there in space and that maybe in 100 to 200 years it might slam into Earth, which doesn't sound so good. Um, so I guess being yeah. able to fly something over there and, and landing it on there, that might uh, give us some faith that perhaps, what, we might be able to knock it off course or something down the road? To help us fill in yeah, the gaps here. precisely. Unlike what, they try yeah. to, unlike what they try to do in the movies, which is yeah. like destroy it, that's unrealistic, typically given the mass of these asteroids. Asteroid Bennu, from which this sample was removed, is larger than the Empire State Building. And so Jet, what you want to do is deflect them, either deflect them so that they pass ahead of Earth or behind Earth and not hit us directly. And so the more we know about asteroids, especially their structural integrity, because some asteroids we have come to discover are loosely held together rubble piles. And so if you nudge on one part of it, it could just break off that piece without much affecting the rest.
So the more we understand about not only what they're made of, how they're held together, it will enable us to plan future missions of deflection. And by the way, that risk of hitting us is about one in 3,000 at this moment, hmm. but it's 150 years away. That's a perfect time frame to do something, okay? Yeah, Set up let's a get on that. <laughs> Plenty of time to raise money and figure that out. We, we, we get Bruce extinct, Willis. No, that's not large we, enough to make us extinct, but it would do damage. Uh, yeah. If we suffer from an impact of that, we have no excuse because we have yeah. good orbital, orbital dynamic describing what that risk is. Yeah. Plenty of time to get Bruce Willis and Aerosmith ready. Uh, if, I remember <laughs> that movie. Uh, I, I apologize for that. And I have to apologize for the next thing I'm going to ask you, Neil, because I feel embarrassed asking you something like this. But the, what, what is going on with these uh, aliens down in Mexico? Uh, the alien bodies, these purported alien bodies shown at this UFO hearing down in Mexico. I have to get you to weigh in on this because obviously this looks ridiculous and fake. But why do we keep getting suckered into this stuff? And your thoughts when you saw this? Well, I, I said, finally, the aliens are being brought forth. <laughs> in all of our testimonies in Congress, they're in a locked box, you know, in the back room. So right. I said, finally, we get to look at the aliens. So that's step one. Step two is the reports of one individual or one group are not what establishes an objective truth in science, nor does holding your hand up swearing that you're telling the truth. That has, it's irrelevant. What <laughs> matters is, do other labs get the same results you do? That's what matters. I was a little worried that that whole display there is in front of a green screen, you know, because that makes Never a good it susceptible thing. to people putting anything behind it. So what you do right. now is share these samples with other labs, skeptical labs around the world. And if they get the same results you do, you got something. That's what we did with the moon rocks when we brought them back. We spread them into the labs of the world so they could participate in this moving frontier of discovery. And until that happens, it's, it's a sideshow at this point. And, and, and Neil, to make it, to end it on a somewhat more serious note, given that we are developing the technology to land rockets on asteroids and collect samples and that sort of thing, do you think that there might be a, a time, there might be a moment in the not so distant future where we will eventually develop the technology to detect some kind of organism, living organism other than ourselves out there in the cosmos? Do you have any kind this of faith or confidence? This is a major driver. Yeah. Major driver of NASA. NASA has had a, a mantra for the past several decades, follow the water. On mm -hmm. Earth, wherever there's liquid water, there is life. Even the Dead Sea has life. It just doesn't have macroscopic fishes. Whoever named it the Dead Sea didn't have a microscope. Okay. So, <laughs> That's true. So what we've been following, there's water on Mars, on Jupiter's moon Europa, and, 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 and beneath the frozen surface, kept warm by the gravitational stress coming from Jupiter and surrounding moons. And that's, it's an ocean of liquid water, more water than is here in Earth's oceans, and it's been liquid for billions of years. So yeah, I wanna go ice fishing on Europa to see yeah. if something happened there, similar to what happened here on Earth. So this has been a major search. The fact that some UFOs and aliens show up, okay, but the, we're, we're actively looking. And we need something better than a fuzzy image. And the new hearings in Congress, where they're now inviting people to have a, to send in their data, we all yeah. have high-resolution data detection devices. Perfect time yeah. to, crack, to crack the nut 
of all of the uh, the UFO or UAPs. Sorry, they were rebranded. That's right. The UAPs, yes. It's the same damn thing, you know. <laughs> it is. It is. Um, and we so, and we'd like to see so one I of these days. I look forward to. Yeah, oh, I, I, nobody doesn't want to meet the aliens. I love the yeah. aliens. I worry that they maybe have visited, but they landed like during Comic Con, and then they just got complimented for the costume. And nobody well, Neil, noticed. when we do meet them I, one day, I, nom I, I nominate you as the ambassador. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah. If the alien you. says, "Take me to your leader." I, I'm, I ain't taking him to the president. I'm taking him <laughs> to my my own people at NASA at there the National go. Academy of Sciences. I'm not taking them to a single politician. No. All right. Good deal. All right, Neil. Great to see you as always. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Excellent. All Thanks right. for having me. We'll be right back. The truth is out there. We'll be right back.